This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 587, Discontent Does Not Equal Unhappiness, with Earnburn. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. In fact, it's another episode with none other than Earnburn, Mr. Ernie Harker. (laughs) Earnburn, welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. Thank you for the invitation. I'm excited to talk to you. What an intriguing title to this uh, this episode. Well, as I read the title and you heard it, hmm. I'm sure that it called to your mind a specific memory. I hope that it did. Yes. Because I want to talk to you about that memory. You know, before we get into that, yeah. um, dear listener, you may remember... If you're an avid follower of Live On Purpose Radio, you may remember an earlier conversation that I had with Ern Byrne about branding, because uh, that's your wheelhouse, Uh, Ernie. That's where you you do your work. You help people to get really clear about their brand and make that brand burn, right? Yes. Yes. So that it brings some heat. Yeah. And as entrepreneurs, as influencers as people who do the kind of work we do mm-hmm. we're also human have you noticed mm. and i'm recalling a specific conversation that i had with you that happened in the nashville airport i do remember exactly what you're talking about and that might be enough of a, a cue to just I, I would like to invite you next Ernburn, mm-hmm. tell us the story because I want to come from you, not from me. Yeah. So um, I suffer from a self-prescribed or ailment. self-diagnosed. Self-diagnosed. There we go. Self-diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I I call it hyperactive productivity disorder. And hyperactive. Ah. That's me. I'm super hyperactive. I'm lots of energy. I feel like I have to be productive. I'm driven to be productive. You guys don't want to waste time. Earnburn wears a red suit for Pete's sake. (laughs) So there's, there's a tremendous amount of energy here. Yeah. But I think the disorder is that I feel like I am compelled to always spend my time as productively as possible. Even when it comes to like my downtime, what will I use that next hour or two of downtime that will most likely re-energize me or relax me. So my wife hates this, that I will go, I will sit in front of the TV and I will scroll for a half an hour, 45 minutes, looking for an appropriate uh, piece of content that will enlighten me, entertain me or whatever, right? And she's like, why don't we just choose something at random? Yeah, Mm -hmm. just just watch something go, well, I'm, I'm, I'm so choiceful. I'm so uh, productive minded that it sometimes is debilitating. And so um, my wife will see this, this, and this kind of relates. My wife sees my drive to um, 
to, to be successful. I'm going to use, if those of you who aren't watching, I'm using little bunny ear quotes, successful. <laughs> my drive to be successful and be productive. I am insatiable. And my wife will say, when will you be happy? When will you be happy? Right. And that drive comes from a, a discontent that I'm not satisfied with the status quo. No matter what level of success I attain, no matter what level of creativity that I evolve, I am discontented. And my wife will say, mm -hmm. well, when will you be happy? And I've always thought, well, maybe I'm unhappy. Is that what's driving this? And so I've always associated unhappiness with discontent. And then after our conversation, yes. I read, I got a copy of your book, started reading it, and a concept that flew off the page and hit, and hit me with such force was something along the lines of discontent does not equal unhappiness. In fact, discontent, in so many words, is the father of creative creation. It's like yes, an invention and things like that. And I, what what ended up happening for me was that realization that I can still be happy and be discontent and be happy in the pursuit of the next level or of the next thing. But I'm still happy, but always driving. So that's why I'm smiling all the time because I am now, truly a happy guy. But Ernburn, you're throwing out this word discontent as if yeah. you have always used it. <laughs> and you've been practicing this. And I've even seen some of your posts on LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. teaching other people the exact thing that you learned because as a powerful, you you called it um, hyperactive productivity disorder. Uh-huh. I've worked with a lot of creators in my career, entrepreneurs, speakers, thought leaders, podcasters, authors. I've been doing this podcast since 2007, which is before podcasting was even a thing. <laughs> and I've interviewed a lot of people who are, I'm going to use your same little air quotes, uh -huh. successful. Uh-huh. Right? Well, what they all have in common is that they all are producers, creators. Mm -hmm. And our mind, you're somewhat familiar with my positivity model. Oh, yeah. Yep. Where there's two processes going in in our mind all the time, evaluation. And the primary question in evaluation is, how am I doing? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Or is this good? Yeah. And then we judge, right? We judge our circumstances. And then the other process is creation, which we can't turn off. Because I think at our very core, and, and maybe you share this belief with me, Ernbrun, yeah, yeah. at our very core, we are creators. It's like in our divine nature, we have to create something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When, we, when we look at those as separate processes, it starts to change the game for us. And I'm remembering this conversation too. So here we are yeah. at the airport. This is a couple, yeah. come back with me a couple of yeah. years ago, Nashville, Tennessee. And you and I have just finished an event at the, the Gaylord yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee. This is a sprawling, beautiful complex mm -hmm. where we've just spent close to a week 
together with our other speaker colleagues for the National Speakers Association. And you and I had the same flight yeah. out of Nashville, Tennessee, back to Salt Lake City, Utah, because we both live in Utah. And we're sitting there at the airport, and I am having a conversation with none other than Earn Burn. And I'm like, I'm not worthy. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I've already had your twin brother on the show at that point. He's not. I'm not worthy of him. He's awesome. (laughs) I'd say that, you know, you're the better looking of the two, but I can't tell you apart. Identical twins. (laughs) Anyway, so we're having this conversation at the airport and you shared with me an insight or we we got into a conversation. I'm not sure all the the timing of it, but the connection that I saw, you came into that interaction believing at some level Mm -hmm. that you are unhappy or depressed or somehow it's never good enough. And yet you have this rich, abundant, awesome life. And then we beat ourselves up too. I mean, it's yeah. like, well, oh, yeah. why am I not happy? I've got this great wife who supports me. I've got a career that's rocking. I've, and you can list all the happy. great things. I should I be, should happy. be happy. Yes. When will I be happy? Um, and, and I want to kind of unpack it just a little bit. Cause I, th- I, I think it might yeah. be helpful for your listeners to hear you actually practice your trade of therapy on someone who might be like them. I might be a, by, uh, vicariously. So here's, here's the dilemma. I studied art as uh, in college because I wanted and to be a professional illustrator. You're pretty good at okay. it too. Well, thank you. Well, I've spent a lot of time at it. Well, yeah. in art, it's very common to find, uh, like in especially Renaissance time, uh-huh. Uh, even even early modern, <clears throat> very very good artists are tortured souls. Oh yes. Okay. And so here's this this thing. Maybe I'm a tortured soul here, and will I live the rest of my life in this state of quote, unhappiness because I'm so discontented with the status quo? And I remember asking you. Maybe you could answer this. I'll, I'll ask as if it were the first time. We're kind of recreating there a the conversation. Cure? Is there a cure for me, Dr. Paul? Is there a cure for me to not be tortured with this discontent? How would you, how do you respond to someone who's so driven? You asked me almost that identical question. Yeah. Because you saw yourself as this tortured soul. And I think what I told you and what I would tell you today again, Earnburn, is that there's not a cure because you're not broken. (laughs) You're a creator. You're a creator. You're a producer. And this is where that word discontent came into the conversation. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because if the only way we have to understand what we're experiencing emotionally right now is either I'm happy or I'm not, and apparently I'm not, Mm. you know, so I'm unhappy. Your wife was, when will you ever be happy? Uh (laughs) And then people around us start getting the message, oh, nothing's ever good enough for this guy. Yes. Which affects our key relationships. Yep. Yep. But the shift was was from unhappiness over to discontent. Even the title of this episode, mm-hmm. discontent does not equal unhappiness. Mm-hmm. 
So as I respond to you about that question, is there a cure? No. Because it's not an ailment. Hmm. It's not a disease. It's something that you need to understand that your, your powerful creator mind has to have in order to create. Hmm. So you said a phrase earlier that discontent is the father of creation. I think I put that in my book in the content yeah, yeah. of uh, in the context of we've always heard that necessity is the mother of create or, or of invention. Uh, invention. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Necessity is the mother of invention. You've heard that. And then I tied that into discontent is the father of creation. Yeah. It's the same thing. Why would you ever create anything? If you were, why, if, if you were, yeah, if, if you're totally happy with the status quo, why would you create anything? There's Which some kind of things like so you brought the word happy contented. again, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yes. Oh, that's good. It, it, well, it's interesting. I mean, just notice that because our head, our mind, our yeah. tradition, our programming mm -hmm. connects the two. What was so powerful that I saw for you in that conversation, Ernburden, that you teach now, which is awesome. I should just totally certify you in my models. We'll have that conversation off the line. Right. <laughs> for, for you to take that idea and realize discontent does not equal unhappy. I can be completely happy with or at peace with yeah. or richly grateful for. Mm-hmm what I've got. Yeah. And as a powerful creator, my mind is naturally going to be looking for the upgrade. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like my phone. I mean, I've got like an iPhone. I don't know what it is. <laughs> six, seven, uh -huh. whatever it is. Right. I mean, I think yep. they're up to like 37 now or something. <laughs> I, this is awesome. This phone does more than my first seven computers combined. Right. There's more computing power in my pocket than there was on the space shuttle. <laughs> I mean, it's mind-blowing, right? And, and so I've got this amazing device, and I want an upgrade. Why? Because there's an upgrade available. Right. Hello? Yeah. Right? It's not that this sucks. It's that there's more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And creators have to have some indicator that there's more. Otherwise, we don't have a project. Right. Right. Well, what is the indicator? Discontent. Yeah. Why do you... I've seen you do this. Ernburn, I sat behind you in one of our local chapter meetings. Mm -hmm. You've got your tablet out. Mm -hmm. Our speaker is up there speaking, and you are sketching our speaker. Right. <laughs> on your own. Okay, now, let's just take that as an example, because you're an artist. Mm -hmm. All right? Why are you sketching that? Because you look at a blank screen, and uh -huh. you think, ah, oh, that could be better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I mean, it could be as mild as, OK, here's a blank canvas and an artist always experiences discontent with a blank canvas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
It's like, because they can envision what could be there that would be better than a blank canvas. And in a similar way, and it could be, it could be more severe. It could be pain. My son is going through cancer treatments. He experiences intense, persistent pain mm -hmm. from this tumor. Well, guess what? That motivated him to get some help with this. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's on a creation project to create an upgrade. His life is rich and full and abundant and beautiful. And he would like an upgrade. Yeah. So it could be severe like pain, or it could be mild like a blank canvas. Either way, it's discontent. I'm just wondering what your brain's yeah. doing with this. Or I am telling you. So I had this really interesting conversation. I've got a 14-year-old son, mm -hmm. and we, uh, we drove up. My wife was with um, spending time with our, two of our older daughters who live in Texas and one of our grandson. Mm -hmm. We have one grandson. And so Wendy went down to um, Texas to spend time with them. I went to pick her up and my son was with me and we were waiting. And I said, I just turned to my son. I said, Hey, what? as a, as a 14 year old kid, what would you want in a dad? You know? And I was, yeah. I was wondering like, if we, would he say like, oh, I think it'd be cool if you like, you were a superstar or a rock star. And then I could tell my, my friends would think you're cool. And so that would be cool for me. And so I was expecting something like that. And he said, some, he said, uh, um, I want you to feel that you're successful. And he says, oh, don't, he says, don't take this wow. wrong, but I want you to feel that you're successful. And I, it was, it, this was last, this was last night. And so I turned to him and I said, how would you know what, how would you know that I did feel that I was successful? Mm -hmm. He said, um, you'd stop reading books about success. Interesting. And so I'm like, oh my goodness. Part of me is I'm thinking, man, I suck as a dad because I'm teaching my, my son how you know, discontented I am and how, as if this was a, you know, kind of a bad thing. And that he wants me. And I, so I, I actually, I turned to him and I said, now, do you want that for you? Or do you want that for me? Like, do you think I need that? Yeah, or is that something interesting that you, question. you want to have for yourself to go, okay, my dad's uh, doesn't, isn't always driven with success. So that's going to make me feel better. And he goes, no, I want that for you. I want you to not feel like you're not successful. Hmm. Then I, then I said, so I, honestly, kind of, you can imagine. Like, yeah, uh, I'm with you. How do I do this? So then I said, what would it look like if I was really happy and I felt that I was successful enough, but I liked progression. I liked growth. What would that look like? And he goes, I don't know. I don't know. But he was seeing my the evidence of my reaching with like, I read, I love like reading books about like expanding your mind or learning something yeah. new to help you with business or whatever. So I, I enjoy those kinds of things because I like to put them into practice and see what, what can happen because I am not so content as to go, I'm going to coast now. I have no desire to grow anymore. 
or, or generate new revenue sources. Or like my goal is to speak for get paid to speak 40 times this year. Now mm-hmm. that, because like last year, I spoke 20, I was paid to speak 27 times, which is for me, that's more than twice what I was paid the year before. And I was like, I'm right. super excited and I am driven to, so I am not, even though I'm happy and grateful to speak 27 times last year, I am discontent. I want, I know I can speak more. And I know yes. that the message I share is, is important for people to hear about like for small businesses, they need to know how to build a brand that helps them be successful. They need it. They're desperate for it. Right. And some of them don't even know that that's what's missing. And that's why I'm so like driven to, to share that. So here's my son right. saying, I wish you were, I want you to be more, to feel that you are successful. Because I think that he sees, I'm kind of projecting this. I think he sees that I am unhappy. Or there's, there's something that I don't like about my life where I'm in pursuit yes. of this. What is, what, how do you, what, what's your thoughts about that, Paul? That's going right back to where we started, remember, because the, the connection that we make in our own mind, discontent mm-hmm. equals unhappy. Yeah. But it doesn't. It, it's successful. We can line up 100 people. Just pick them at random. Yeah. Give them the basics about earn burn. What your life looks like, how many times you spoke for a fee Mm -hmm. last year, what your clientele looks like, who you've worked with, who you've met and almost held hands with or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) You know, I'm referring back to a story where, you know, you're Chuck Norris Norris holding hands with Chuck (laughs) Norris watching a movie. Yeah, (laughs) we won't spoil the whole story, but you guys connect with Ern Burn. I mean, he's got stories and we show this to 100 people. Okay, just. Mm -hmm. Basic data, just yeah. facts, not even any spin. Yeah. And then we ask all 100 of them, is this man successful? And we include data about your family and your mm-hmm. your marriage and how long you've been together and your kids yeah. and what they're or whatever. I mean, just the data. Yeah. And we ask him how many, how many out of a hundred would say, yes, this man is successful. Without getting into all the philosophical, yeah, I, 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 every one of them, so every one of them, they would have. I mean, based on income, family, you know, the things that I get to do, Dude, uh, I would say every one of them would say, "Man, this guy is rocking it," without a doubt. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, what does it take to feel successful? It, it, see, there are two parts. To the model, and you and I have been talking mm-hmm. about discontent. Yeah, is not equal unhappiness. Discontent is a necessary element of creation, because without it, you won't create anything. Mm-hmm. It's a gift mm. that we as creators get to experience. Is it comfortable? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> by definition. <laughs> That's why we call it discontent. <laughs> right. All right. So, but it's a gift for creators. The problem is our brain is doing not only creation, it's doing evaluation. Yes. And when we experience discontent 
and we slip into evaluation mode and we ask, how are we doing? Discontent feels like it could never be good enough Mm -hmm. to ourselves and to everyone who touches us. And you, as you share the story about your son, when we install this kind of thinking in a family culture, it becomes part of the family culture. Mm-hmm. And you came by it honestly, too. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. I mean, when, when our parents are so focused on, come on, you can do better, yeah. which, by the way, is always true. I don't care how well you're doing. I was the valedictorian in my high school. <laughs> okay. You can do better. Did, you, did your dad, did your dad say, I know you did your valid, valedictorian, but I think you can do better. Or was he just someone that's, that just it's instilled funny. in you the idea that you know, there's my, always room to grow? The, my parents, I think, created a culture for me and my siblings that was, you can always do better. Unfortunately, as kids, we miss the fact that we're already doing awesome. Mm-hmm. And that element has to do with the emotional experience of discontent. Because like I said, in evaluation mode, discontent feels like we're not good enough. And mm-hmm. it creates mm-hmm. depression, unhappiness. So, you know, I'm showing you my visual model as we're doing I love it. audio podcast. But you guys, <laughs> if you want... The model, just I've made it available. Just go to liveonpurposeradio.com. That's the name of the podcast, .com slash the model, all one word, and I'll just put a PDF in your inbox. The, the model helps us to see we've got these two processes going on. And I think what I saw shift for you and why I invited you back, because I was reflecting on that, uh-huh. and I was thinking, why was that such a powerful realization? It's because it allowed you to go into a state that we call metacognition, where we think about our thinking. That's a yeah. psychobabble term. We make things up in psychology. It makes it feel smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, but when you think about your thinking and you see, oh, I'm experiencing discontent, that feels different than saying I'm depressed or I'm unhappy. Yes. And being able to understand yeah. the concept gave me clarity to be able to say, to be able to go, I'm separating the unhappiness label yes. that I was putting on discontent going now, now I look at discontent very differently. Now, now I, I associate that with energized mm. instead of, instead of depressed or sad or, or unhappy, i look at now like, okay, what am I going to do? Now, and, and so my, my yes. attitude has changed. And it wasn't until I understood, was I allowed to kind of like separate the unhappiness label from the discontent. And so I'm like, right. oh, I'm now enthused about this new project or this goal. I'm going to get, right. I want to, to get paid to speak 40 times this year. Okay, well, I'm excited now because now I know what to do to get things moving. Yeah. So, oh. It's like the marching orders for the equipment of your own brain. Yeah. It tells you what you get to work on, what your project will be. And without that realization in, in years in, in the past, I would be dragging along this ball and chain of 
unhappiness as right. I go to work producing the marketing materials or the marketing strategy, the promotion strategy, whatever that would help me get the, um, to help me get my goal. I'm dragging this unhappiness with me going, Oh man, why do, why can't I just be happy with what I have? Um, and so, man, I just got to like jump through this hoop now, instead of this liberating feeling of let's, I got 40. I want to do 40. Maybe I'll do more. You know, <laughs> I got to ask you a question before we before we wrap up. And I know our time's yeah. almost up here for today, but I have to ask you this. When you had that realization and it changed mm -hmm. the energy with which you yeah. showed up to do your work for your yeah. clients. Did that change the quality of your product, the deliverable? I, I, I don't know if I can look back and say my quality was improved, but I cannot. I can't help but think my attitude was better. I had more energy. Mm -hmm. I had, um, I, I felt more liberated. Like if you add those things to a creative process, how could it not be better? <laughs> right? And, and who works, who works harder, better, more efficiently, a slave or a free man? Right. A free man. Free man. All day. Yeah. I, and I don't know how we quantify this, Ernberg, but there's got to be an effect. Mm -hmm. Even in the energy with which you deliver the final product to your clients, your customers. Yeah. And I'm curious about that. I want you know to do what? more so, like I, I uh, To be honest with you, I could care less if the product was better. I was better. My <laughs> existence was better. You know, my and may moment, I suggest, moment was better. <laughs> as an entrepreneur, it's hard to separate you from yeah. your service or product. True, true. And for you to come at it with that kind of energy, I believe, and again, I'm not sure how we quantify this, but you know what? I've got another client who, who directly attributes a doubling of his company's revenues wow. to the mindset that, that we've been describing here. Oh, awesome. Awesome. In, in a period of about a year, they doubled the revenues of the company and he attributes it directly to that. I, I think, I think I need to figure out how to quantify that better and then yeah. <laughs> go sell it. Right. Hey, I know. Oh, quantify it by looking at me and seeing the size of my smile. That's, that's how you quantify my life. <laughs> well, and I am so happy to have your smile on this podcast again. Thank, Thank you. you so much for sharing your gifts with us and your story. Uh, Thank you. It's been inspiring to me. And I know that some of you listeners are going to be very grateful for that too. Just really quickly, mm -hmm. where do people find you? I think there's a website that is earnburn.com. Yep. Dot com. E-R-N-B-U-R-N.com. That's where you know, you can even see the red suit there. I'm pretty sure. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks for Dude, having me. You've go check out Ermburn, you guys, and uh, connect to him on LinkedIn. Um, he's doing some great services, especially if you've got a small business or a, a larger business that needs some help with the branding side. This guy's your man. So go check it out. Ernburn, thank you again. You guys, you got something. Let's go put it to work. It's time to live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? 
Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it and leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.